How do you hear the story of the Magi? In one way, it's strange. These people of the East, Magi, wise men, whatever that means, right? Make a journey to offer gifts to the Christ child. God didn't send them a prophet, but a star. And that was enough to get them packing and trekking westward. So there's the miraculous star and the rather everyday intelligentsia of the day, analyzing God's creation. Although they're wise, we have to be honest about their wisdom. They would have known nothing unless God had revealed the star. The wisest of the wise remain ignorant apart from God's revelation. Epiphany, revelation. There's also this focus on gift-giving. I suppose we're 12 days late, right? In our culture, 12 days late, but better late than never. On Christmas, that's when we give and get the gifts, and we think of God giving the greatest gift of all to us, his son. But that gospel seems to be so 12 days ago, doesn't it? And now with Epiphany, we can then shift the focus to you. What are you going to give to God? You know, why don't we move that offering back into the divine service, shall we? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, come on, cough it up. You know, a call like that to give can come off as crass, a sleazy fleecing of the flock. Or, the call for giving can be the honest, genuine call to be grateful, cheerful, and render unto God that which is God's. It's a call to see the wonderful gift that you've been freely given and respond gratefully and freely. Trust in him to provide for you and return to him what is rightfully his to promote the gospel and spread the word. Now that spreading of the word fits in best with the message of the epiphany. Epiphany means revelation. It's almost like a divine secret that's right in front of our faces the whole time. We don't have a star leading us to Bethlehem, but we do have dying and rising ever before us as the sun sets and rises, as the seasons change. As seeds are buried and sprouts come forth from the earth new. It's right before us, and we don't need to be magi or some super smart code crackers to take the hint. But, even with all those hints before us, we would remain ignorant pagans, worshipping creation rather than the creator, unless there was an epiphany. St. Paul, in his letter to the church at Ephesus, tells how the mystery was made known to him by revelation. We can certainly think of the road to Damascus there. And the apostles and he received this revelation by the Holy Spirit. So it goes even further. But the apostles don't keep the mystery a mystery. 
creating some grand secret society. The divine secret is not secret at all. Sure, the path is narrow, but there are signs pointing right to it. This is the narrow path right here. Epiphany means revelation. The word is out. Listen, come one, come all. The Gentiles and Jews are members of the same body, partakers of the same promise in Christ Jesus through the same gospel. There is not more than one way. There are certainly not many ways. There aren't even just two ways, one for Jew, one for Gentile. There is and always has been only one way. The atoning sacrifice of Jesus Christ pays for your sins. The sins of Jew, Gentile, slave, free, male, female. The sins of the saints and the sins of the worst offender, from the least to the greatest. We are all saved by the narrow path of grace alone, the one way who is Jesus Christ. From that one way, as from a fountain, flow his riches, which are handed out to all. Now, what good would a narrow way be if no one were told or knew the way? What good would Christ's sacrifice be if there were no ways to receive what he earned? Christ would benefit no one if he remained a mysterious, hidden, divine secret. So he sent those to publish the news and point to the narrow way. To all those dwelling in darkness, we do not need to wait for a star to appear, for a seer to crack and explain some secret code, to figure out all the signs in nature and explain God to us. The Lord sends out his servants to the highways and byways to invite all, to bring the clear, comprehensible message to everyone. Your sins are forgiven for Christ's sake. Jesus loves you. God, established, God has established his people, his church, to not only receive the news, which is great, but also to share the news. Why wouldn't we? For the manifold wisdom of God is made known through the church. Epiphany has always been God's plan for his creation. God wants you to know him, who he really is. He's always been working on that for you. Born was the Lord Jesus, the King of Israel, and he is also the light for all peoples, Galileans, Greeks, Americans, and all. So that we would behold this light be drawn to it, and freely give thanks and praise for the gifts that God has given, God makes himself known to you. He won't leave it to you, looking at stars or seasons, or your works, or your goodness, to somehow earn his attention and a right to stand before him. No, God won't leave it to you. He'll do it for you. And at that, you can say, well, it's done well. He accomplishes the task himself. 
The Holy Spirit, through the Word, reveals the message and calls, gathers, enlightens, and makes sinners into holy saints. The Father loves you, and this is seen in His sending of His Son to reconcile you to Him through the forgiveness of sins. Take stock, then, of the epiphany that you've had today, and likely in your life some time ago. It's probably why you showed up today. To you, a person born into a land of deep darkness, God has made known to you the light of light, Jesus Christ. And bring your thanks and praise to the great revealer, the Holy Spirit. He has not left you in the dark, but through word and sacrament, He has shown you the marvelous light of Christ. Amen.